Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 94, and it's titled How to Encourage Your Partner to Open Up Emotionally, parentheses, when not in the bedroom. So this actually comes to us from a listener who was asking this very question. How can they encourage their partner to open up more? And it's actually a great question, and it's a question that I think a lot of people have, and so we thought we'd make a show on it. Yes, and I know that a lot of women tend to be like asking this question. Maybe it's something that comes up more often for women about like an an emotionally unavailable men. Uh, but I do know that it can it's not gender specific. And I don't want to stay in that, oh, it's always the man who's unavailable and the woman who's like emotionally ready to talk about this because I've seen it play both ways. There are a lot of people that are not able to open up the way they want. And so when we'll go through our tips to help you to open up and really look at them more from a place of where are you at in your emotional maturity versus your gender, because it's really not what this show is about. Yeah, it's it's not gender specific. No. And at the same time, you know, there is a societal sort of upbringing for men that says that we're supposed to just, you know, be stoic and mm-hmm. not show our emotions and, and that sort of thing. So you can see why some people say that it is that way. But honestly, and this might just be, you know, where we live, uh, but I feel like that's changing a lot. Yes, absolutely. So uh, before we dive into all of our tips, um, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor, Power & Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power & Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men, whether you want to have harder, stronger erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills. So go to Power & mastery.com to check it out. All right. So as we usually do, you know, we always have our own ideas about these things because we work with people all the time, right? So Mm -hmm. we we have our own ideas of sort of what works and what doesn't work. But we always like to double check ourselves with, you know, what are other people saying out there? Mm -hmm. So we, as usual, we've done our research and we've created a pretty good strategy, I think, that's pretty (laughs) (laughs) all-inclusive for you to use to help your partner open up. And again, it doesn't matter man or woman. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go through those. And then at the end, we're going to give you some bonus tips that are things that actually we we don't see when we do the research. Mm -hmm. They're they're things that probably really should be there, Mm -hmm. but nobody really ever mentions. So I want to start with the thing first not to do. Don't start the conversation with, we need to talk or send out a text message or corner your partner and say, we need to talk. No, no. (laughs) Any man that hears, we need to talk, you get this. It's like, all right, remember when you were in school and you had an important assignment and you totally forgot about it? And you know that you're going to get in big trouble when you show up to school and you don't have it. That sinking feeling that you get. Yeah, that's what happens as soon as a woman goes, um, we need to talk. 
Well, and I think it goes both both ways because if I hear we need to talk, I'm instantly going into what's wrong. Um, he's going to break up with me. I remember having a, a boyfriend doing that and I was thinking he's calling off the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like it's it's a sentence it's three little words that make you down spiral really quickly and then it puts you off balance emotionally and makes it really hard to find that center again yeah so don't do that no no (laughs) so even if you need to talk find another way um So let's look at the first thing that you need to do. If you are looking for your partner to be more emotionally available and open up, you need to set up an example and be as open as possible yourself. And a lot of people, sometimes they go like, well, if... If he doesn't do this, I'm not going to do this. You know, if I don't or if she doesn't do that, I'm not going to do this. If you want your partner to get there, you need to be the example. So it starts with taking a really good look. Are you open? Are you willing to be 100% vulnerable? Or are there areas where you are holding back? Because if you're not fully in, in your intimacy and being seen you are not going to have that in your relationship. It's a direct reflection as well. Yeah, well, and it's modeling, right? It's yes. the same thing you do with your kids. And not to say that your partner is a child, but the, the point is, is that if you want people to behave a certain way around you, then you have to behave that way that you want them to behave, right? One, it shows them how it works. Mm-hmm. And two, it shows them that you're not requiring something of them that you wouldn't actually do yourself. It's that whole lead by example thing. Absolutely. All right. So if you have a particular issue per se that you want to talk about, you know, it's good to have like an agreement on when is a good time to talk about this? You know, I know for myself, um, I don't always check in and sometimes just like, just pour it all over Kevin with something, even if it's a small little thing. And if he's not in a good space, it can really create like something that will spiral versus like, hey, I really um, have something I want to check in with you or like I'm overwhelmed or whatever that is, like is not a good time for you to talk or can we find a moment to check in because like I need to talk, whatever that is, you know, like and then commit to doing this. Yeah, and in our bonus tips, we'll go into that a little bit deeper. But, you know, basically the idea is don't blindside the person. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's nothing worse, too, than like, okay, you're you're about to get in the car and go to a public gathering, like a party at a friend's house, and the both of you, you get in the car, and then one of you goes, we need to talk. <laughs> like, really? Uh-huh. Really? This is terrible behavior. <laughs> Yes. Um, There is one more thing that I want to bring up before we we continue. It's about your expectations. And... uh, (coughs) You okay? I'm okay. I'm choking. (laughs) (laughs) You were a choker today, but you're not supposed to actually choke. (laughs) Last one, I forgot my water. Do you need the Heimlich? (laughs) All right. I think I'm going to be good. It's about your expectations. And if... You expect your men to be just like you emotionally, most likely that's not going to work out really well. And I think we need to define that before we continue with our list, because I believe that's where it's, it goes wrong from the start when you have that expectation. 
Yeah, well, so, you know, you really shouldn't have any real expectations. What you should do is set intentions, but then you also have to realize that everybody is an individual, whether it's the difference between a man or a woman, or it's just the difference between two individuals, that you can't expect that person to react exactly the way you would react. So yeah, definitely not a good idea to do that. But you do want to state some intentions. Like, here's the intention. Here's what I would like to accomplish here. Here's how I would like to, you know, uh, set up the process even, you know? Absolutely. So what I love about setting the intention is it's not so much about focusing on a problem. Hey, we need to talk. It's about, I would like for us to bond more or, you know, I hope that we can both feel closer and more understanding of each other after this conversation Um, and really make it about yourself, what you're trying to get about this. So rather than pointing a finger or you should be opening up or anything like that, like, like, take, like, make this an I statement. I hope that we both uh, begin to feel more comfortable talking about this issue, if there's an issue that needs to be addressed. Or I hope that we both, like, really drop in our hearts and, like, feel the love we felt when we first met or things like that. Yeah, so, you know, the idea basically is that you want to focus on the positive outcome that you're trying to achieve. So mm-hmm. that could be hey, I would like to set the intention that as a result of this call that we feel closer and more connected. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, try to focus. Don't, because what, what some people will do is <laughs> their intention will be, well, I hope that by the time this is over, you will understand me. Yes. Because it's all your fault because you don't understand me. <laughs> That's what's implied, right? So the idea is, is not to focus on that, but to focus on the positive outcome, which is we have come to a mutual understanding and all is good. Mm-hmm. Um, another important aspect here is about creating a container to make the other person feel safe emotionally. And that's a tough one because... Like Kevin mentioned earlier, a lot of guys have been trained since they were kids that you don't show your emotions, that um, it shows weakness as a man to to be emotional. And so the little things sometimes that women can do, let's say you roll your eyes when he says something or you cut him off when he's about to say something because maybe for him to be able to open up emotionally he needs to have a little bit of of warm-up talk and then he's like okay to get into the deeper stuff oh i've got a good one that goes with this okay go for it okay so if you want to make the person feel safe that they can say anything they want two things one there are no consequences for anything they say in the moment and number two, in the future, Ooh. right? Because here's the thing. It's like you say something, it's supposed to be confidential. You're supposed to be able to say anything you want. Mm-hmm. But then a week later, two weeks later, a month down the road, all of a sudden it comes back. Well, you said blah, 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 right? So what, what is that going to train the person to do? They're going to go, whoa, okay, she's throwing that back in my face. I should have never said that. Absolutely. So... Th- And I think we'll talk more about that in our bonus tips here, coming back to that. But having that place of being emotionally safe, making it safe for the person. So you have to be willing to not hold it against them, whatever they say. So that kind of leads to the next tip that we have here for you about being proactive by getting yourself centered, grounded and open. 
So if your goal is to help your partner open up emotionally, you can't come in with like this energy of like, we're going to do this massive surgery on you right now and get the words out of your mouth. You know, it, it, it has to be like inviting. It has to be... Um, something that you show them how to do, but done in a very beautiful, yeah. easy way, right? So basically, if you're angry or you're triggered, that's <laughs> not the time to have the conversation. You need to ground yourself. You need to get calm. You need to get into your body. You need to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to be able to sit down and have a mature, adult, rational, calm conversation. So now that you're starting to have a conversation, and I think honestly, this is the most important tip that we are going to share with you here, is about being ready to simply listen. Oh yeah, I listen all the time. I want to make sure that I know when the correct space is to come in and tell you what I really want to tell you. (laughs) So I'm listening for the spaces. Absolutely. And that's not listening. (laughs) And I really want to bring this up for all the women that are listening to this show today. This is essential. This is something I had to teach myself. One thing that I've learned is for us, it's oftentimes easier to access our feelings and emotions. We have a lifetime practice. Everything supports us being able to verbalize our emotions. For a lot of men, and especially older gentlemen, it's something that they had to learn later in life. And unless they feel no pressure, they won't exactly go there. And so I had to learn to listen until my man would say, that's it. A man, when he is complete, will oftentimes say, that's all, that's it, or that's all I've got, or a variation of that, where he literally says, like, this is everything that I had to share. There might be a 20-second gaps between his thoughts, which if you are a woman, and if you're like me, you used to, I used to, like, just jump in and be like, well, but why aren't you talking more? And it's kind of like, because I'm not giving you the space to talk at your own pace. And so once I understood this, suddenly my dad became somebody who spoke. (laughs) All I had to do was shut up. You had to give him the space. I did. I did. So, you know, when when it comes to listening, there's pretty much a golden rule. And that is, you listen to understand, not to respond. And so obviously I made a joke at the beginning of this one is I'm looking for the gap so I can get in there with what I want to say. No, that's exactly what you're not supposed to do. You listen to understand. If you have trouble remembering what you want to say, you're like, but, 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 but I'm going to forget it. Write it down. Have a little notepad Mm -hmm. and paper with you and write it down. Just say, pause for a moment. I need to write this down. Okay, please continue. That way you can still listen and then you can still remember your thought afterwards. Yeah, that's that's really good. And I want to talk about not forcing the issue. I think it's a really, really <laughs> big one, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I know that I'm somebody who I'm kind of like a dog with a bone. So when there's something, I just want to get it done now. I want this. I want to go to the issue of it or whatever that is. And the more you pressure uh, your man and even your woman, like I don't like being pressured either, you know, the more you try to force something on somebody when they're not ready, the least you're going to get out of them. 
Absolutely. And, and as a guy, I can say we really don't like to be pushed into things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea is really just don't try to force it. If, if it's not ready and if both people can't do all of those things that we've already said, then, then that's not the right time. And then you just make an agreement to come back when you can do those things. So I want to go back to the idea of not expecting your partner to be the same as you. So what if you, okay, let's say you have a language with different words and you're versed in feelings and emotions, and therefore you expect your partner to be able to do that same thing with you. Um, and let's say they don't have the, the same language. Like, I'm curious from a guy's perspective, like, do you want to be pressured in using the same language as your partner? Or would you rather be okay in like being accepted in however you express things? Or is there something in between? Okay, so I was going to cover this a little bit more in the bonus tips. But you're really asking about communication styles and, mm-hmm. and techniques. And, and what I'll say is this. You absolutely cannot force anybody to communicate in the style that you communicate in. So you have to be okay with the fact that some people just communicate differently than you. Mm -hmm. But there are strategies that you can use to bridge the gap in communication. And so, you know, we'll we'll talk about that more in the bonus tips. But yeah, I mean, don't expect them to be able to, to communicate the exact same way that you do. If you're lucky enough to be in a relationship where you have the same communication style, Great. Take a big sigh of relief because you are one of the few lucky ones who actually doesn't have to work at communicating. Mm -hmm. For everybody else, you're going to need some tools. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you talk about things. So one thing is... Make this conversation feel easy and natural, right? You know, sometimes it's kind of like, oh, I've learned that I'm supposed to say this sentence this way and I'm going to speak like a robot because I want to do this right. And it does not invite like heart connection. Yeah, you know, this is this is similar to making them feel safe, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to be separate on this list because there is a little bit of a difference. Because you can tell somebody that it's perfectly safe to say whatever you want. And then you have this like really difficult conversation, but it's safe, Mm -hmm. but it's hard or it's difficult. And the idea with this one is, is you want to try to make it as easy and natural because if you make something hard, you make it difficult, you discourage people from wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go do it if it's going to be hard all the time. You know, it's like, fuck, we got to do this again. Are you kidding me? Right? Mm-hmm. You know? Or if, if you know it's not going to be that bad, you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll have a conversation. It's all good. So that just reminded me of um, a concept. As a woman, one thing that women love to be told is, how does this make you feel? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you remembered this. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, hallelujah. Like, oh, he's finally asking me about my feelings. Yes, I can dive into this. Well, this made me feel this way and stuff. Guess what you should never, never ask a guy? How does this make you feel? Absolutely. (laughs) This is actually something we teach a lot. 
it is in one of our uh, in one of my courses too that that yeah. it's one of the essential concept that people get it wrong it's okay like if you're a guy and you're listening and you're on the dating scene try asking the woman that you're dating like how does that make you feel oh, she'll tell love me it. how you feel about this she will love this she'll feel he's so good and then listen she'll be like oh my gosh he's interested in me he's a good listener what a fantastic man if you're trying to grill a guy by doing this the same way, how does that make you feel? That's not going to work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't really speak to us. And, and more often than not, it just irritates us. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not because we don't feel things. It's not because we don't want to feel things. It is actually generally because a lot of times we don't know how to answer that question. Mm. And so it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. and, the, and what happens is there's this loop that's created, right? Mm -hmm. Where the woman will ask you, how does it make you feel? And you as a guy, you stop and you're like... I, I don't really know what you mean. I don't really know how to answer that. So we like struggle to come up with something. And then we answer something, which inevitably, if it has feelings in it, it's probably only partially <laughs> like a feeling. And then that never, that doesn't satisfy the mm -hmm. woman because she's like, no, no, no. Tell me how you really feel. Right. And now you're like, I'm getting fucking irritated here. <laughs> right? So then you try again. And then, and then if she's really bad at this, then she'll come back and go, I don't think you're really in touch with your feelings. You know? <laughs> it's just like nothing will piss us off more. Yes. And this is a 100% stereotype. I get it. I understand. But stereotypes generally come from some truth. They're mm -hmm. not true all the time, but they come from generalities. And the generality is, is, most men do have a more difficult time getting in touch with their emotions. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they can't do it. It's, it's a behavior that if you weren't taught, you're just going to have to practice and you can do it. But it's not always that easy. And for the woman to be then, no, 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 I really want to know how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. No, 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 you're in your head. Tell me how you're feeling. I don't think I'm getting feeling here. Like you are going to destroy this conversation. It would be better to ask him, what do you think about this? Because it would be easier for him to drop into this rather than what do you feel or how does that make you feel? And so for a starting point to help him open up, what do you think about this? Hey, what's your opinion on that? Because then he's like, oh, she's interested in what I think and how I value and perceive this. And then he's going to be willing to open up. Yeah, and most likely what you'll get back is a mix of thoughts and feelings. Exactly. That's most likely the response you're going to get. It's going to be, well, I think, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there'll be some feeling that comes into that. So Absolutely. So before we continue with our tips, we um, want to ask you a question here. Are you longing for deeper levels of sexuality coupled with emotional intimacy, spirituality, and just true connection? then our Sexual Power and Passion VIP program is for you. This next level intimacy coaching for modern couples is designed to help you bring the passion back between the sheets and beyond. This 90-day program is truly for the couple that does not want to live a life of average and wants to be synced up sexually so that they can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So if you are interested in learning more about our sexual power and passion VIP program, go to celineremy.com forward slash 
passion. And um, we look forward to talking with you about it soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. I want in. <laughs> All right. Let's jump back into uh, sort of our tips or process mm-hmm. for uh, helping somebody open up. So the next one is to take responsibility for your part. This one is hard for a lot of people to do. It's always you, 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 Mm -hmm. right? But really, it's always both of you, both of you, both of you, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it takes two to tango. doesn't mean that that everything that's wrong, both people always did. But if there's something not happening right in the relationship, there's two people involved there, Mm -hmm. right? And so you have to be able to take responsibility for your part of that. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard for a lot of people to do because they always want to blame everybody else. It's always something external. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not always something external. <laughs> you know, I also want to think about something here is because for women, it's so easy to get into the emotional and take responsibility that you might need more support, um, more people to talk to about your emotional things. And it's not always going to be your partner. So take responsibility if you need more support, like to have girlfriend times, to have other women, a women's circle, women groups, people you can talk to so that you are not always constantly putting the responsibility on your partner to help you process your emotions. Yeah. That's great. I recommend that for guys, too. I mean, yes. guys have guy time. Girls have girl time. Guys aren't necessarily going to get together and talk about their emotions with each other. But what they are going to do is is relieve stress. They're going to mm-hmm. go out and do stuff together and blow off stress so that they can come back in and be grounded for the conversation. So as you, if you've been listening to the Love Lab podcast, you notice how Kevin and I interact. And that's literally we're demonstrating how a conversation should be going. Don't interrupt like people when they're talking, right? And also, um, when you are talking with each other, hold a space for like a good outcome. Don't like expect the best basically of your partner. Don't think if we're going to start this, it's going to be like whatever, like a down road spirals, right? Well, no, of course not. You know, I would love to go back to that, I, that point you made about interrupting. Mm-hmm. This is one of my biggest pet peeves and not just in relationship, but just in life in general. The people that absolutely cannot wait their turn. <laughs> I can tell you, I am on the board of directors for a nonprofit. I have been for many years. And I've known most of the people on this board for a long time. And they're great people. If you're listening, I love y'all. <laughs> and they cannot wait their turn to talk. It's so hard to ever get anything out, like a complete idea about anything without having two or three people. A few meetings ago, I'm like, look, I'm bringing in a talking stick for (laughs) y'all. And you are not allowed to talk unless you're holding that damn stick. (laughs) And and honestly, it's the same thing in relationship too, right? You have to be able to wait. This is this you're supposed to be actively listening. You're not mm-hmm. just sitting there. You're actively listening and then you wait for your turn. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's important to bring in some elements and when you're speaking, speak in the ways that promote trust, respect, safety and openness. Um, because it's it's just again it's creating that safe container. And you want to resist the temptation to like explain, justify or Anything that's like 
trying to attack the person. What you're trying to do is exactly what Kevin said earlier. You, you listen to understand, not to like make a point. <laughs> Be right. <laughs> This is not a political debate. <laughs> that, that, political debates are, are the exact opposite. They just sit there and wait and then attack. <laughs> That's not what you want to do here. It doesn't work for them either, by the way, but it, I guess it makes for entertaining television. I want to bring some concepts here about being patient with somebody who may be taking longer to open up than you do. Uh, being patient with giving them the time they need in the conversation, the time they need to really feel good about opening up. And I want to talk about reinforcing the positive because I think it's essential. And so understanding your partner's love language and rewarding behavior. I know it sounds pretty bad. Like, are we talking about a dog or a kid? But it's the same principle. When something happens in a way that you like it, like really reinforce that and focus on the positive things that they do. Because most of us, we've all gone through schooling and all people pointed out was all our flaws. And you know how much it hurts and how it can just hinder the flow of your creative flow, your expressions, ability. And so the more you can focus on the positive things in your relationship, in your partner, even if he or she is not yet fully open, what, what are the ways that they're showing you their love? And how can you show them love so that the more loved up they feel, the more they will also open up? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love that idea of bringing in the love language thing because, you know, we've talked about love languages on this show so <laughs> many times. It like creeps into almost every episode, <laughs> which should tell you that it's kind of an important thing to do. But, you know, yeah, you're having a conversation and you want to use whatever tools you can to mm -hmm. make it better. So, you know, if you know that your partner's love language is appreciation then give them lots of appreciation while you're having this conversation. Say, you know, I really appreciate the way you were able to just listen to me. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the way that you were able to reflect back accurately what I said, you know, whatever. If, if their love language is touch, just ask them if it's okay if you give them a shoulder massage while mm -hmm. you have the discussion. That's instantly going to relax them. So mm -hmm. I love incorporating that. I love that you brought appreciation there, Kevin, because it's also like showing appreciation and also recognize even the small little like improvements. You may not get from like somebody who's very closed down to somebody who's totally open up. It's pretty much not how the process is going to happen. They're going to slowly open up. And the more there's positive behavior, the more they'll be open to open up. And again, look at how they want to do it. Don't force your way on that. And then it's very important to thank your partner, right? For their willingness to try, even if it failed. At least they tried. Absolutely. You know, like it, <laughs> we make, you made a joke about like, oh, they're not like a dog or a kid. But let's face it, we all want to be rewarded <laughs> for our behavior. <laughs> I mean, even when it's subtle, you know, it's uh -huh. like, yeah, we want you to at least say, hey, thanks. That was great. Hey, I really, I really appreciate that, that you really tried hard, even though I know it was hard for you. You know, mm -hmm. like those kind of things make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So I, 
I want to get back to some of our bonuses and tips here that we had because we talked earlier about some of the uh, strategies around um, communication and things that you want to go back to. So Yeah, well, so I got the idea for bonus tips because as I was researching this, I was noticing that there were certain assumptions being made throughout all of the literature that I was reading. So every single one was talking about, you know, sort of setting the grounds for communication and all those things that we talked about in the beginning. But nobody actually talked about the fact that you have to learn how to be a good communicator. So it's like every, every article just assumed that you already were a great communicator. And honestly, I can tell you from my own personal experience and from our experience working with clients, that is almost never the case. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't taught how to communicate properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, even if you were a communications major, you probably don't know how to communicate properly within the context of a relationship Mm -hmm. because I see so few people who can actually do it. And so that's when I realized I'm like, okay, bonus tip is we need to go back a little bit and reflect on how to actually be a good communicator. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend the work of uh, Marshall Rosenberg, uh, Nonviolent Communication. And we also had Scott Cadamus on our show many, many episodes ago on how to navigate emotional triggers in relationship. He teaches compassionate communications, which is also based on Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication. There's a lot, there are a lot of people out there who are teaching this. Um, And so seek people who will give you a new framework to express things. I believe we did an episode on communication somewhere along the way. Communication is lubrication. Yes, see, we We did. did. Go back and listen to that one. (laughs) I knew it. Well, we had 94. I know, it's hard to keep track. I know. (laughs) Once you start getting into, we're almost in the triple digits now. I know. It's hard to remember every episode. But yeah, go back and listen to that one. We gave you tons of tips and Mm -hmm. tools and strategies and all that. It's, it's, it's essential, really. Absolutely. I want to give you a few more things around uh, communication. Ask open-ended questions, you know, uh, that allow the person to find their own way, not just trap them into a yes or no or just something that you're already seeing. Like, get, leave it open-ended so they can find their own ways. Yeah, one thing I like about open-ended questions is that you will often get extra information that you didn't know you needed or wanted mm. that could be very valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes or no questions can often be used to lead people in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. You see reporters do this all the time. <laughs> so Mr. President, is it true that blah, blah, blah? <laughs> and, and in that question, there's a massive assumption being made, uh-huh. right? And people do that a lot. Mm-hmm. So open-ended questions don't necessarily make that assumption. They, they could, but they, mm-hmm. they generally are less assumptive <laughs> than the yes or no questions. And it gives people an opportunity to fill in more information. I want to talk about the settings of when you have discussions. Have discussions when you are alone without distractions. That means drop the phones. Please do not try to have those discussions over text, emails, anything that's not in-person, verbal, or at least have face-to-face voice because that is not going to work. Okay, there's two very important things that we need to cover here. The first one is is that you said... Um, uh, where was it on here? Only discuss, have discussions um, when you can do so without distractions. This goes back to um, what I was talking about in the beginning of the episode. I cannot count over the years how many times I had a partner start one of these conversations at the worst possible moment. I'll give you some examples. You're about to get out of the car and step into a public event. 
Or to your uh, mother-in-law. Or to your, oh, or your to your mother-in-law. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that one happened a bunch of times. Uh-huh. Or, or how about you're exhausted, it's the end of the day, you lay down in bed, you turn off the lights, they go click, and then you hear, we need to talk. <laughs> and you're like, what? Wait, you had the whole day, and you think now is an appropriate time to have this conversation? <laughs> so, I could give you a whole bunch more examples, but the idea is, look, you're going to have a serious conversation. This conversation might have serious repercussions for your relationship. Take it seriously. Schedule a proper time. There's no phones ringing. There's no kids interrupting you. Oh, that was another big one. Trying mm-hmm. to have these discussions with the kids around. Bad idea. Mm-hmm. No phones, no kids, no interruptions in person, right? So that's another big thing. Mm-hmm. We were just having this discussion recently, too, about not using text messages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not using emails. Emails could maybe be a follow-up just to say, here's what we talked about and have it in writing as a reference for later, but it's not the place to have the actual discussion itself. Yeah, these are big mistakes that people make. So I think as the takeaways are to remember that it always starts with yourself first. So Are you modeling being open and emotionally available fully? Not just thinking that you are, but are you fully in every way in your relationship? Understand that um, asking how does that make you feel to your guy is most likely going to close down the conversation rather than invite him to open more. So use the how does that make you feel with her and more how what do you think about this with him? And really create a safe environment where in whatever way, without expectations for the other person to behave a certain way or to be more like you, where also they are rewarded for the effort in opening up. Listen and seek to understand. Don't try to blame, criticize or justify or try to understand and like get into heady things. Just listen. You don't always have to agree with things, but just listen to where the person is at. And I think if you apply these tips and also work on your own ability to communicate, this will go a long way. And if you drop the pressure and just focus on increasing the love and connection, it will become easier over time. Yeah, and give people time. Nobody opens mm-hmm. up right away. It's a, it's, a, it's a process, and it happens over time. And, and don't expect somebody to be you know, 100% right there and mm-hmm. ready to go right from the beginning. All right, everybody. That, I was going to say one more oh, thing. Sorry. I think, I think it's also okay to say, this is how I would love to listen to this. It's okay to ask for what you want, by the way. I want to say that for all the women. It's okay to say, I would love it if you could tell me more feelings or emotions and verbalize that, but then let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that should have been up on the list. That was an important point. <laughs> well, this is why I just threw it in before the end, and I hope you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. That really is all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.